everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. This is part three of a three-part interview with Sydney Williams, author of Hiking My Feelings and the founder of the organization of the same name. If you haven't listened to part one and part two, you know the drill. Go back and listen to part one and part two first. Don't flip to the back of the book. You have all the power within yourself to save yourself. We have all the answers we need and or we have the ability to ask for the help that we need to get to those answers. Like at the end of the day, I don't want to have clients for a lifetime. I want them to outgrow me. I don't want them to be part of everything. If, if, if they are part of our circle for a lifetime, I want it to be because they've gone through the programming, they've come out on the other end, fully empowered, self-aware, ready to take action on their own life, and they want to help other people do the same. In that regard, stay as long as you like. But I don't want to be in community with people for the whole time who can just never get it together. And that's not a shameful thing to say. It's like, I want you to see that you have the power. I'm not saying that I can fix you, but I can share the tips and tricks that I've come up with. And if they work for you, great. Take what works for you and leave the rest. But ultimately, like, we shouldn't be aiming to be in the same relationships for our entire life. And I'm not saying like, don't be in a marriage for your entire life, but be able to grow together and change together in that relationship. Like I have no question that I've been with my husband for multiple lifetimes before this one. And we just like manifest as different humans or animals or particles or whatever every time we get recycled because I can't think of any other thing that can explain the depth of the connection we share. And it's like you meet people every day and you're like, you know what? You're my best friend. The second you meet somebody, you have that connection. That's the kind of stuff energetically that just lights me on fire and is the energy that I like, I don't, I don't care what people look like. I don't care what you do for work. I don't care if you have money or not. I don't care what kind of car you drive. I don't give a shit if what you're doing. Like if you're here to make the world a better place, if you're self-aware and if you want to be part of something cool, then let's hang out. Otherwise, like I ain't got time for it. And establishing boundaries is the biggest act of love for the people that we give them to, but more importantly for ourselves, because we are not taught in childhood, at least I wasn't, how to establish a boundary, like in the way that we actually need to, especially as young girls, we're taught to be nice and to be quiet and to like get along to get along and don't rock the boat and stuff like that. 
whatnot, but like not rocking the boat is why we're still in the same position we are as women, as a society, as the human race is because if we're afraid to change, nothing will. So like we always assume that like change is going to be bad and that what's on the other side of change is scary. But like, what if we just took a minute to pause and imagine how miraculous life could be if we allowed those changes to happen? Because we're always so concerned about like the worst case scenario. Like what happens if the best case scenario happens? What happens if we get everything we want? Like for me, that's something that I've been dealing with in building Hike in My Feelings. It's like, I am, Marianne Williamson has a great quote about it, about how like, we're not afraid of our darkness. We're afraid of our light, right? Like Mm -hmm. the things that we actually want in this world, the, the way we want to show up, the, the, our, our God-given talents, whatever, like we're more afraid of letting our light shine than our darkness. And that's a hundred percent true. I think, especially for women, like what would happen if we had it all and like be, and when I say that, like be clear on what having it all means to you. Like, I know I don't want kids. I know I do want a husband and I know I want to build this business. Those are the things I know I want and don't want. And right now I have it all because I'm crystal fucking clear about what having it all means to me. So if we can get out of our own way and surround ourselves with people that lift us up, then literally anything is possible. There is nothing we can't do. God, that's so true. And I so agree with you. I really do. Um, And I honestly, I feel like on so many points you've brought up today, it could be a whole show. I could talk to you forever um, because I I fundamentally, it's it's interesting because somebody, um, this uh, Carol friend of mine interviewed me on her. She was interviewing one woman every day during this whole quarantine situation. She's like, I'm going to interview one woman um, on the the power of reinvention. And I love that she chose a theme, but anyway. Oh, I love that. She was doing one woman a day for the month of April. And when she was interviewing me, she was talking about, you know, how many people have lost their jobs. They've had their worlds uprooted. And it's, it's such a time of like, holy cow, like, holy shit, what's, what's my future. And she said, you know, have you ever reinvented yourself? Have you ever gone through, you know, transformative change? And I'm like, Carol, are you kidding me? And I said, the truth is like <laughs> 20 and we're in the year 2020, which is ironic, but just, you know, it is what it is. But when I look back at the past 10 years, you know, the first big traumatic thing that happened was my divorce. And that was very devastating at the time, but it was the best thing for me because now I look back and I'm like, you know, what a joke I was as far as, how limited I was in that relationship. And that man was not the love of my life. He was not meant for me at all. And I've met the greatest love of my life two years ago. And that's the relationship I'm in now. But then I think about the last three years. And and I think about right before I met you um, in 2008, I lost my job when the market crashed. I was unemployed for 13 months. But out of those 13 months, that's when I got on Twitter. That's when I got on YouTube. That's when I started working with Ford for the Ford Fiesta movement. That's when I started. That's right. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> yeah. This whole like influencer, they, they didn't call them influencers back then. They just called us bloggers or YouTubers, you know, but because of that, then I worked in an agency. That's when I met you. And then because of working in an agency, I was able to leave corporate America and found a seven profitable seven figure business. Do you think I ever thought 10 years ago, I'd be a founder of a company that would be not only a successful business, but the first ever fitness influencer network. And then I would found a second company and all of those things, the worst times of my life put me on a ledge where I was either going to like 
stay grounded or like leap and figure out, you know, like the net will appear, right? Like leap and the net will appear. And that's what happened. Mm -hmm. I just went for it when I trusted my gut and I said, I'm going to change. I'm going to be completely different. That's when I've experienced the greatest stuff. And then lastly, to reinforce what you said about putting the boundaries up, when I finally became comfortable with being okay, saying, you know what, this relationship, these people do nothing but give me like virtual hives, right? Like I, there's nothing good here. (laughs) And you give yourself permission to go, you know what, this isn't doing anything good for me. It certainly can't doing anything good for her because if every time I see her, she's like verbal sandpaper, I'm wincing every time we talk like cut, unfollow that person, cut them out of your life. Give yourself permission to make space for the five to 10 right people who are going to have the right influence and watch what happens. I mean, it, it really is amazing because when I started cutting out the toxic people in my life, I can't, it was, it was like a balloon that was letting go of sandbags, you know, um, that was kind of a yep. wonderful analogy, yeah. but I love it. Um, here's what I want to do. 100%. Today. I love it. We talked about everything and we, we kind of talked about hiking my feelings, but I think it's like, as we wrap up, cause we've just hit about an hour, um, you know, you've got a book. And, and, and you've got hiking my feelings and, and I think it would be good for us to close up and have you tell everybody. And you're really telling me too. Cause remember I said, I didn't do a deep dive on your website. <laughs> hiking, hiking my feelings is a book, which sounds amazing. I can't wait to read it, but then tell me about like in closing, tell us about the book. Tell us about your organization. Like wh- what is this? Is this a community? I mean, if people go to hiking my feelings, what are they going to find? And then tell them how they can find you so I can link all this stuff up in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. So Hiking My Feelings as an organization um, started in 2018 on that hike where I realized um, I am hiking my feelings instead of eating and drinking my feelings. It was a, just a, it started as a hashtag. I wrote a blog about it. I was like, I really like this idea of like hiking my feelings and how I'm able to process these different things I've been through um, on the trail. And so I went to uh, the, to write the, well, okay. So to write the book, um, what happened was <laughs> I went on a backpacking trip across Catalina Island. I had done one in 2016 and it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I was 70 pounds heavier than I am today. I effectively like rolled off the couch and onto the trail and thought that I could go walk across an Island and I got most of the way across. And then I was like, I'm done. Um, it was the hardest thing I've ever done physically. Uh, on that trip, I learned that I love my body and I could do hard things. And then nine months after that trip, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and that's where my life just started making radical shifts. So in the wake of diabetes, I made dramatic improvements to my nutritional plan, um, how I moved my body. I was taking the medications I was um, prescribed by my doctor, and I learned about how to manage my stress. Those are the four factors that affect your blood sugar. So I had this wonderful quadrant that I could check every day to see whether I was eating the right things, if I was moving my body enough, et cetera. So on this hike across Catalina Island, the second one we did was in June, 2018. So I had just quit my six figure uh, corporate salary, cushy benefits, unlimited vacation to join my friend's startup where I was at the startup for 95 days. And then I left no backup plan, no nothing. I said, I'm not going to rush into finding another job. I don't have a lot of money, but I've got enough to at least definitely get us through this hike. So for the next six days, my only responsibility is to put one foot in front of the other and walk across this island. And we'll see what happens when I get to the other side. So that hike changed my life. And when I got off the island, the second 
time, I was taking the ferry back to Long Beach and I sent a message to the Catalina Island Conservancy. They manage 88% of the land on Catalina Island, including the trails. And I let them know, I was like, hey, I just had this incredible experience on this island. I've now had two, one in 2016 and this one I just had. Um, I noticed you don't have any trail ambassadors. There's not even a trail association for the Trans-Catalina Trail. How can I help get the word out about this place? Like, unless you're trying to keep it a secret, um, I want to help other people find this hike and understand, like, this island has the power to, like, transform you if you're open to it. And so the first introduction that they made was to the head of outdoor programming for the SoCal region REI stores. Um, REI is the recreational equipment co-op. Um, and they asked me if I wanted to do a speaking tour around their SoCal stores. And I was like, uh, sure. Like I had just, I had been off the trail for like 11 days at this point. I didn't have like the whole story yet. Like I just told them what happened across the island and how this hike had helped me connect the dots between the sexual assault I survived in college and how all that trauma had manifested in my mind and body. And I told, I told the coordinator the same story that I ended up telling on my speaking tour. And I, she was like, yeah, let's send you around three stores to start. And she's like, what do you need for audiovisual? And I was, I was like, I haven't developed a presentation. Like, I don't know. I was like, okay, fake it till you make it, Sid. Here we go. I was like, um, uh, well, okay. I guess it just kind of depends on what you need, right? Like if you want me to do a technical trail review, then we can pass out some maps and I can like show people what the elevation gains like for the different segments of the trail. But if you want the whole story, like the one I just shared with you, um, I've got some beautiful pictures from across the island to help illustrate my points. And I think that would be a good way to go too. It's like, oh yeah, no, we want the full story. I was like, even like the rapey bits. And she was like, oh yeah. She's like, if you just come here and tell people how hard this hike's going to be, nobody's going to want to go do it. But if you tell them like, the whole story and how you transformed across this island, like people are going to want to go do it. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. So we did three dates to start. And this was October, 2018. And after the first one, I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I will tell the story to anybody that will listen. Um, and I designed it as a speaking and hiking tour. So I did my talks on Friday night and then Saturday morning, we would go out and take the principles of what I discussed in the talk to the trail and go like experience the hiking, my feelings process. So we did that in SoCal. We did three dates in October. Um, by the end of that, we sold, by the end of November, we sold everything we owned and moved into a 1998 Chevy van so we could keep overhead low and go travel around the country and hike as much as possible. Because I realized on that second backpacking trip that the blood sugar readings that I was getting on the trail were the best readings I had gotten since I was diagnosed. And if I could build a life around hiking, then I could also manage this disease. So we sold everything we owned. We had no plan yet. Like there was nothing else lined up. We had just gotten done with the three tour dates in Southern California. And we're like, I don't know what happens next, but this is a fun ride. Let's keep going. And so then we scheduled three more dates in January of 2019 to do more. And after the first date, my uh, coordinator was like, hey, um, you guys got a van, right? Like, would you like to take this talk around the country? And I was like, yeah. She's like, well, we can't pay you, but if you want to, like, I can introduce you to other coordinators and we can kind of like, you can just book your own trip, like your own tour. And I was like, oh yeah, that sounds sweet. So um, last year in 2019, we hosted 64 different storytelling events around the U.S., primarily at REI stores, um, also with outdoor organizations. I spoke at the University of Kansas for the women's rowing team as an alumni of the team. Um, and then uh, some other like outdoor brands and stuff. And then we hosted 69 hikes around the U.S. as well to encourage people to get off the couch and onto the trail. So while we were on tour last year, I wrote my book and we published it at the end of last year. And the book itself is the whole journey from um, that first hike that I did across the island in 2016 through the second hike and all the lessons learned in between. And 
I've read, I've read a bunch of memoirs and all of them kind of left me hanging. Like I could go and read this person's story and I'm like, that's awesome. But how'd you do it? Right? Like, how did you get through these things? How did you persevere? How did you tap into resilience? Like what, what makes this possible? So in the book, I, I share the story. It's written like a memoir. And then because a lot of the topics that I cover in the book and that I discuss are pretty emotional and kind of heavy and can be triggering. I wanted to give people a minute to get out of their head and back into their body. So I included a coloring page. It's like this beautiful mandala design. So like you read the story, you're relating your life to mine because there's no way we can't. Humans do that by nature. Um, You're seeing some of my story in you and vice versa. And then you color. And then in the back of the book, I picked out like three to five questions per chapter that I asked myself on my healing journey to serve as prompts for reflection. So different questions that pull out the key themes and life lessons that I learned on these trails to help you integrate them into your own life. So the book is available on our website. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, You can request it from your local indie bookstore. Save the indie bookstores. Please do that. Um, They really need our support during COVID-19. And you can also request it from your library. So that's the book. And then as an organization, um, we are a nonprofit organization. We were a week into my book tour and our speaking, uh, our my book tour retreats, wilderness wellness workshops, like our whole 2020 tour, we were a week into it when COVID happened. So I was in Joshua Tree. I was getting ready to host a workshop at Joshua Tree National Park about hiking my feelings and it got canceled. And then our retreat got postponed and then my book tour got canceled. And then our Chicago fundraiser got canceled. Like we were going to go hike 220 miles around Chicago this summer to raise money for our wilderness wellness center the American Diabetes Association and rain, but that's not happening. So what we're doing and like once COVID hit and we canceled everything, I spent the first two weeks in the fetal position because I had no idea how to transform this business because the reason we were so successful and we're growing as rapidly as we were in the short amount of time that we did was because we were prioritizing in-person events and getting people outside. Our online component was like, we post on Instagram about the cool stuff we're doing. Like we didn't have online education. We didn't have anything else. Like Our whole purpose was get the screen out of your face. Let's go out of nature. So that rug got completely ripped out from underneath me. And I honestly didn't know how hiking my feelings would survive this pandemic. So I spent the first two weeks like crying. I had a complete nervous breakdown. Um, Barry suggested that we sell the van, go move into an apartment and get jobs somewhere like at Walgreens. Cause I like, I don't even know where I could go get a job right now. Um, And I was like, no, like I have, I was a full body hell no for that alternative plan. And I was like, okay. It was enough to like get my ass in gear and start thinking about stuff. So we're in the process of making the programming that we, that we do in person available online. And that course is called blaze your own trail. Um, Cause now it's like a thing that we package. It's not like a thing that you come do with us. It's like, it's gotta be organized and it, you know, like it's this, it's a thing, like a program that you go through versus coming to our events. So we're in the process of translating that from in person to online right now. Um, and we're getting ready to launch our virtual campfire series, which is our, our version of what we're doing instead of hiking around Chicago. So we were supposed to be hiking 220 miles around the city on this uh, trail called the Chicago Outer Belt, which connects existing pedestrian walkways, forest preserve land, and um, already established trails for this one, this huge backpacking loop around the city. So it starts in Buckingham Buckingham, uh, Fountain and it goes down into like Chicago Heights, up the Des Plaines River Trail and then up across like Evanston and then back down Lakeshore. So 
that's clearly not happening. So the virtual campfire is something that we're hosting every day that we would have been on the trail. We're gathering on Zoom. I'm doing, it's like my virtual book tour now that I can't go walk around the town and do it. Um, so every day I read a chapter from the book and then I bring in a guest who's going to be a expert in like their work or their art or their music ties into the themes from that chapter of my book. And then we'll have a musical performance. We've got spoken word, comedy, live painting, stuff like that. We do a group gratitude circle. And then we close with like a positive mantra that you would like say to yourself before you go to bed. And then we rinse and repeat for the next 20 days. So we're doing that as the fundraiser for the Wilderness Wellness Center, which was our plan for like the someday plan, right? Like as we went around the country last year, people were like, hey, um, this is awesome. This hike was great. How do we do this for longer periods of time? Or how do we do this more often with you? Like, is there a place where we can come do this? And so we're like, oh, we should build a retreat center someday. And then COVID happened. And I was like, well, touring the way we toured last year isn't going to be feasible for the foreseeable future. Like we aren't going to be able to do what we did last year, maybe ever again in the same capacity. So what if the someday plan was the right now plan? So that's what we're doing. Um, we are building the Hiking My Feelings Wilderness Wellness Center. We are on, our friends bought this beautiful property. It's nine acres in the mountains east of San Diego, about an hour east of the city. And it is perfect. Like this is where we were uh, parked before. Like we're, we still live in the van and we were parking on their property out here in the mountains when we got back from the 2019 tour and before we left for um, the 2020 tour. And so now we're back and we're like, we were walking like I, so I was in the fetal position for the first two weeks. And then Sue, the woman who owns the property with her husband, we were going up the mountain and going for a walk the other day, a couple of weeks ago. And she was like, she pointed out this flat spot to the side. She's like, you know, that would be a cool place for you guys to build something like a cabin or, you know, like the retreat center. And I was like, mm. Oh, like, <laughs> oh, oh my God. Like it's, it's right. Like we are, we are already here. And it's so funny because Barry and I were talking about it last year. We're like, okay, we want at least like at least five acres, maybe closer to 10. Um, we want something that's, you know, within 90 minutes of a major metropolitan airport, something that's in the mountains, close to water, has hikes on property and or, you know, close to the property. And then she's like, hey, you should like build here. And then I'm looking around. I'm like, we're an hour from San Diego. Check. We're in the mountains. Check. We are surrounded by land that's managed by the Bureau of Land Management and Cleveland National Forest. So we will never have neighbors. We can continue to create trails onto our property. Um, there's five of the most iconic hikes in San Diego within feet of our, you know, establishment here. So it's just like, oh, oh, thanks, COVID. Because like, if I wasn't ever on, if we didn't have to cancel everything, if I was still on tour right now, I would not have had the opportunity to get this clear on this. And you said 2020, perfect vision, stuff like that. Like, the vision for hiking my feelings is so abundantly clear now that I wake up every day at like 4 30 because I'm so excited to get to work and start doing stuff. And it's just me and my husband right now. Aaron Stroud is on our board of directors. Um, and as we get going, once we get the center built, then we can host our retreats here. We can host workshops here. We can rent out the retreat center. Like if we're not hosting events for whatever reason, but we still need income, then we can rent it out as an Airbnb. Like we have options and it just feels good to feel good again for one. And in the time, like in the times that we're in currently, it feels risky to feel good because so much bad stuff is happening around the world that it feels like almost guilty to feel like something's going right. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But if there's one thing that I've learned in living with trauma and stuff like that is that I can't wait for everything to be perfect for me to feel comfortable celebrating. And I can't wait for everything to go right for me to be able to see what is possible. Um, I think that that's something that I've really come into learning over the last few years through this experience is like, not every box in your life needs to be checked for you to be wildly happy. Like there are parts of me that still need healing for sure. And I'm actively doing that work every day. But when it feels good, it's okay for it to feel good because God knows I have lived so much of my life in fear, in a state of unresolved trauma, in a state of scarcity, um, from living from a place of lack that when everything feels on fire and aligned and perfect, it's really hard to trust that because I've spent so long, again, holding my breath, waiting for the other shoe to drop, that it feels risky to believe that this could be going as well as it is. But if COVID has taught me anything, it's that right now is the time to slow down and get clear and really take advantage of the days that feel good because those might not be as easy to find as they used to be. Mm. So true. And it's also, you know, I love hearing everything you just explained because to me, it's a perfect illustration of, you know, when you're self-aware, when you have learned the art of acceptance, which takes a while, that was one of the big changes for me is, you know, I've learned to, when you go through as much chaos and, and like to just tumultuous times, if you will, you, you become more resilient, you become stronger. And that's why, like for me, when this whole coronavirus thing hit and quarantine and, and they're closing businesses and this, that, and the other, it, it didn't affect me not only because I've been used to working from home, but it just didn't affect me from a freaking out perspective because I'd been through so much trauma before and, and I, you know, the, the rug being pulled out from underneath me. So I've learned to just accept it and then to look for, okay, this is the way things are. These are what I can't change. What, why is this happening? Why is this happened for me? Like, what can I get out of this? And that's, that's what you've done is, you know, you've had this unexpected yeah. pivot and look what you're making out of it. I mean, what better way to say, you know, make lemonade out of the lemons that life hands you. I love it. Um, I can't wait to read the book. I'm so excited. I'm so happy for you. This is the most amazing, incredible thing. I, I certainly will be circling back with you afterwards to see how we can help promote all of your online events. And then when things get back to normal, all of your events across the country. I'm so glad I asked you on the show because you have just completely lit me up and, and so many people are going to love hearing about this. So I think it's perfect timing and it's been so also refreshing. I'm such a geeky. Not only have I gotten into hiking, but I'm like a crazy bird watcher. And just hearing all the birds out in the background on your end, this whole show is like so zen. I just love it. Um, but really, oh, I didn't know. I was actually wondering if the mic picked that up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like the birds I've are chatty today. <laughs> it's so it's so adorable. I mean, it's so <laughs> relaxing to me. So I I love it. I and that's one of the cool things too about the quarantine situation is every time Steve and I go sit out on the, on the deck, I'm like, you can just so hear the birds even more than ever. Um, so I love it. Yeah. You've been able to hear it. And I'm going to make sure I tell my production guys to not edit that out. Um, Cause it's beautiful, but Sydney, thank nice. you so much um, for being on the show. We will certainly have you back and I will circle back with you afterwards. I will link up to everything in the show notes um, for everybody listening. I 
I know, I, I was going to say, I hope you enjoy the show with Sydney. I know you did. Um, she's amazing. And as I said before, I will link up everything in the show notes at thekellyoshow.com. If you have questions um, for Sydney, for anything that she's doing, questions about her book, questions about her events, I'll link it up, but I encourage you to connect with her directly. If you have questions for us about future episodes, anybody you want to nominate that we interview on the show, if you have um, podcast sponsorship inquiries, use the contact me form at kellyalexa.com and that'll get it to me and my team. We'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thanks everybody for tuning in and listening. Sydney, thank you again for being on the show. For everybody listening, we'll see you next time on The Kelly O Show. Hey, everybody. This marks the end of part three of this three-part interview with Sydney Williams. What did you think? Are you not like looking at your life and going, hmm, I am running on autopilot here. I could be waking myself up and doing something different. I honestly was so, I mean, you know that an interview is good. This is only the second interview I've done other than Brett Contreras, where we went 90 minutes. So she's just a world of influence and positivity and incredibleness. And I just made that word up and I don't care. Um, but Sydney, I love you. I'm so proud of what you're doing. I'm amazed at everything um, that you've gone through and that you're doing and how you just keep going and you're just unstoppable. And you're so, so impressive what you're doing. And I can't wait to go on one of your trips. I can't wait to read your book. Thank you so much for being on the show. For everybody listening, please share this with your friends that you think would be impacted by this woman and her organization. Gosh, I think more of us need to get outside and get in touch with our feelings. You know, um, what a better place we could be if we all stopped living in denial and ignoring the things that are going on, the things that have happened to us that we're, you know, clinging on to. Let's let go of the baggage, right? Let's deal with it and let go of it and, and, move on to what we really are meant to do. I know that's what I'm doing. So hopefully you enjoyed the show. Again, if you did, please share it with your friends on social media. If you haven't had a chance yet to review our show, guess what I'm going to ask you to do? Please leave us a review on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, wherever it is that you listen. That helps the show get seen and heard by more people. And I sincerely appreciate it because we've got big things coming up in 2020 on this show. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you next time on The Kelly O Show.